Welcome to Dragonian, your podcast for news and updates in Hong Kong and Taiwan. I'm your host, William. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Dragonian podcast. I'm your host, William. This week, we got some very interesting local news in Hong Kong and Taiwan. As basically these local news got into international headlines, this episode will discuss a little more about these news. And let's start. So first, it will be news about Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, a historical torrential rain has flooded the streets of Hong Kong. An MTL station was forced to close. Wong Tai Sin station was flooded. And as a result, metro services within the city was heavily disrupted in the day when the downpour happened and the day after, which was 7th and the 8th of September. Public buses were also trapped in trunk, main trunk roads in main roads until 4 a.m. as those roads are flooded and buses could not be diverted. At the same time, some memes appeared in local social media as a trapped citizen got rescued by the fire services, while at the same time, the person showed a very interesting face, I would say. So let's dive into more information about this historical torrential rain. So this historical torrential rain was described as a once in 500 year event, which resulted in the black rainstorm signal being hoisted for over 16 hours, which also broke the record for the longest black rainstorm signal consecutively hoisted in Hong Kong in its history. Furthermore, this black rainstorm also broke any records that the Hong Kong Observatory had since its foundation or formation. At the same time, the government was also criticized for a slow response as the government only announced suspension of class and work and even it's not direct suspension, it's just an equivalent suspension hours after public transit companies announced that they were unable to offer services due to the poor road condition. At the same time, multiple landslides also happened. One happened in Cha Kuo Lang and the other happened in southern Hong Kong Island. There were also other minor landslides that happened. While at the same time, the landslide that happened in the southern Hong Kong Island in Shack O had unveiled unauthorized building works being prevalent in the financially privileged, which also resulted in an outcry of anger. While in clear in not so clear relation of this torrential rain, another downpour event happened days after this initial flood, which this time flooded Kun Tong area as the as the system was not designed to handle such a large volume of water. This torrential rain happened just weeks after last week's tropical cyclone, which actually clogged some of the 
stormwater outlets or drainlets, and as a result, water could not be pumped out or could not be diverted outside of its intended area or intended catchment area, which led to flooding and other events happening. In an estimate of its damage cost, different uh, different people have have given up varying estimates, while the insurance industry had give, had given a three billion loss of property and its and its claims as a result of this torrential rain, which is similar to the typhoon five years ago, which created widespread damage. And at the same time, the government was also mocked for its slow response when compared to last week's, uh, the week before um, the tropical cyclone that happened weeks before, um, as this showed how the government could not respond to not so clearly planned events. Furthermore, um, this historical historical torrential rain also reached international headlines, as the as videos appeared about various in varying degrees, about cars being damaged, about taxis being damaged, about people being trapped in buses, and even and also about different events that happened within this flood. Although I, um, the host. Personally, it was not affected by the flood, um, in, in most cases as well. Um, some of my friends also got affected. Um, none of them got trapped, but um, I would say some of them got quite interesting replies, uh, which came out from um, different, um, different explanations to how governments respond to the protest in 2018 affected this, um, worsened the flood itself, as, um, as catchment areas originally designed to be a little bit seems like sponge, could not absorb the water due to, um, its design being sealed by, um, by by different means, uh, means to prevent the protest from happening. But it shows how um it shows how locally um speaking this had created different replies and different I and different opinion. While there were also some interesting thing uh, interesting event um as the government now opened floodgates uh, uh government in, in Shenzhen uh in the Shenzhen reservoir opened its floodgates the northeastern part of Hong Kong was heavily flooded as it was down into the flooding area. Um, a lot of pigs got killed and then and then people got uh, houses got flooded homes got flooded uh, bus services got disrupted even days after um, this torrential rain um, stopped. The rain stopped. Um, so it created different problems. It also created quite interesting results. It also shows how the government's response 
to um, a slow response to events where they could not reply using a formula of like some, something like if they planned event, is an event caused by black clad protesters and etc. So this is about news in Hong Kong. Um, so basically this news have covered all other headlines um, as basically other headlines that normally we would discuss actually would be 99% related to this torrential rate in Hong Kong. And next, we have news from Taiwan. So this news is also a continuation of last week's news. So in last week, news headlines were all about green energy, like about one how one legislative councillor's dad becoming the so-called main recipient when the when, when in fact it wasn't, and um, the ruling Progressive Party got attacked by the Chinese Kuomintang, the Taiwan People's Party, and basically anyone in opposition. And after last week's event, um, this week it now turned into eggs. Yes, so now Taiwan's electoral main news or news headlines became eggs. It's not about slight eggs. Like, there was a shortage of eggs. There was egg shortage. But it's about cronyism and possible acts of corruption. So, interesting. But that's the result of how Taiwan's election politics comes. So, basically, as election looms, the government and the ruling party's action uh, have been under microscopic review by the opposition basically weeks, months, and from weeks and months actually. So in the past months, um, it was about in August, it was about renewable energy and how one re- legislative council's dad was the so-called cronyism, um, so-called they got contracts because of cronyism. And now this month, that became AIDS. So the import of eight. 180 million eggs from Brazil to Taiwan uh, to alleviate the egg shortage have became or had become a great political debate of whether cronyism and corruption had loomed over the ruling Democratic Progressive Party as a newfound company um, got a contract from the Ministry of Agriculture for an import of like 880 million eggs. Um, basically, this news. It showed how the government, uh, how how, um, the transparency in Taiwan's government needs to be strengthened and improved. While at the same time, um, news about like how how things are being refuted also got into a quite twist, as um someone said that the uh, then in oppos then opposition now ruling. Democratic Progressive Party used similar tactics, but while at the same, while while in fact similar but not the same. And it also showed that Taiwan's um, democracy itself is definitely not under attack, as we're now seeing, like the government's willing to respond, not using, um, not using legal tools that were designed to uh legal tools to suppress other people, or suppress opinion, and other similar things. Uh, well, like, of course, 
um, the Minister of Agriculture, um, he filed complaints um, to um, the court to accuse others of misrepresenting um, his own opinion and basically um, defamation. Um, however, um, apart from defamation lawsuits, no other lawsuits or no other direct attacks happened. So it shows how Taiwan's, I would say, democracy have evolved um, from time to time. Now, probably it's about transparency. Now, it's probably about um, public policy instead of like um, only problems about, you know, unification and Taiwan separate separation from China and independence and other things. Now it came to other issues that really was about democracy, I would say. But now it's also a little bit about, um, I've talked news about the, the ruling party. Now I'm talking about the uh, opposition, um, the Chinese government's opposition, um, like his ex, like he, he was in opposition in the central government, but he was ruling um, the capital city, like Taipei. So a building um, got destroyed. Um, some, some, some say that the building got sunk for, uh, for a floor. Uh, some said it was destroyed. Um, after nearby works affected the foundation of the building. Um, in response to this collapse, the government has issued um, evacuation orders and requires Kitai, um, the construction company behind the building that caused the collapse. Um, basically, it's like who was responsible for this building flat next door to explain um, why things got like this. While at the same time, the construction company's CEO um, apologized, um, saying that uh, he would, like, he would now take... 100% responsibility and resigned 10 minutes after and left um, the and, and left basically like like the media party or, or its own statement and uh, leave the venue where he, he, he issued his own statement um I showed uh, basically this not only affected how the now opposition but the capital ruling party but also affected a now presidential uh, candidate um yes so it affected the now presidential candidate as rules that governed how building works were carried out was amended in this term to account for a better um redevelopment deed in type in taipei's old set, uh, old and dangerous housing but Basically, this amendment had led to, um, some said that it had led to the collapse of the building, an indirect collapse as, like, different information was not monitored um, accurately and basically led to delays and decisions being made, which ultimately led to the collapse of the building. Um, the candidate... The presidential candidate only replied that he is now a, 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 a citizen of Taipei. They didn't really, like, explain the problem in detail or they didn't really rep reply to 
any media inquiries directly, but basically it showed how this one single event can affect different uh, people, I would say. So it's, so basically, um, I'm not talking about international news affecting Hong Kong and Taiwan this week, as basically, uh, the news in Hong Kong basically covered, it not only became headlines in, in, in Hong Kong and Taiwan, it also became international fun news headlines. So I'm not talking a lot about him, but that's all about this week, I would say. And next week, um, international news that affects, uh, affects Hong Kong and Taiwan will definitely come as of recording. There are already news that that led to quite interest, like affects Hong Kong and Taiwan. Um, of course, now we're not discussing here in this episode, but it shows how this week can be considered as a more or less peaceful week in terms of international politics. So yes. So we hope you found. Uh, we hope you find this episode being informative. Uh, updates your information about Hong Kong and Taiwan. Update like got on beat with both Hong Kong and Taiwan. So if you did, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any single episode. And if you have any feedback, please let us know in the comments or email us at williammetragonian.com. And thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more news from Hong Kong and Taiwan. And we also hope you have a safe week ahead. Thanks. And this is William signing off.